Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting, retention, and compliance. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the High Road, whatever platform you use to listen. I'm excited to be joined today by a great friend, a young rising leader in the industry, a fellow entrepreneur and Driver Reach partner, Dr. Mark Manera, CEO and founder of Supply Chain Fitness. And May is Employee uh, Fitness Month, and I can think of no better guest than Mark to talk about the importance of maintaining physical health in the trucking industry specifically. Uh, so glad to have you back on the show, Mark. Ah, Jeremy, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for the conversation, and uh, it's always great to talk. Well, so this isn't your first time on the show, and uh, so I'm excited to catch up with you and, and talk about what's been happening in your world, You know how you're helping companies and drivers improve their health and wellness. And then uh, for those who aren't familiar with supply chain fitness, I want to be sure you can inform the audience on, on who you are, what you're all about, and so on. Uh, and then plus, I want to make sure that we have time uh, for a question from a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that work for you? Sounds awesome. All right. So uh, even before we dive in there, as is uh, the custom, I'm curious if you have any uh, book recommendations or podcasts or anything like that for the audience, you know, anything that's uh, that was that's been impactful for you. Yeah. So it was it's been like a month since I've finished reading it, but I read uh, Shoe Dog from Phil Knight. And then we, I, uh, my wife and I went and saw Air, the new Nike movie and everything like that. But man, uh, it was an awesome, uh, awesome book. I really highly recommend it. It was really cool to see. I mean, like everyone sees Nike today, but they don't see the fact that Phil Knight took seven years before he even went full time on Nike. And it was just some random shoe company. He wasn't even making his own shoes. And then it was actually a a failed business uh, partnership that caused him to say, all right, hey, I need to start making my own shoe. And so just kind of, you know, being an entrepreneur, uh, it's I feel like a lot of times in the media and in on, on Twitter and LinkedIn, you see the uh, idea stage and then you see the exit. But you kind of, you know, the it's not glamorous to talk about the 10, 20, 30 years of, you know, eating crap before uh, that comes to be. And so I really enjoy reading stories of other founders and, and I get inspiration from that. Well, that's sort of the iceberg that you're talking about, right? You see all just this little bit, that glory and fame, but all of the hard work that took place to get to that. And that's a great book. Good point. And I'm glad you you referenced that one. I haven't heard someone bring that one up, I don't think. Uh, but it that was one that I read probably maybe three or four years ago. And, and like you really enjoyed it. Um, very entrepreneurial spirit, the the hustle, the grind, and and the fortitude to see it through. And and then, yeah, they're pretty. I mean, they're pretty big company. They, you know, they've come they've around. been around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so let's let's talk about you. Uh, you know, especially for those who haven't you know heard you talk about supply chain fitness. You know what 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 is supply chain fitness? Maybe let's let's even start with that. What let's talk about the why. Who, yeah, who are so you and the why? Yeah. So I think it kind of starts with like my story of getting into the industry. You know, three years ago, I had no clue of anyone in the trucking space. I didn't even know a driver until I was working in a uh, physical therapy outpatient clinic south of St. Louis. That's my home. Uh, and I had the opportunity to rehab a bunch of truck drivers from, you know, work comp claims to soft tissue injuries to even like some post orthopedic surgeries, like a total hip replacement, total knee replacement. And that was really my uh, first eye-opening moment of, 
you know, who a truck driver is, getting to know uh, a couple of them on a personal level and really uh, clicking with uh, one or two of them and becoming pretty good friends with it. And from that, it kind of sparked me to to peek into the industry a little bit. And uh, it's kind of just been nonstop since. And I jumped in from that experience in the clinic and initially started as the trucking fitness company. And we were, you know, really focused on working with individual drivers and, you know, building out, I think of it as like a corporate health program that's niched down specifically to the trucking industry, but focusing on exercise, nutrition, and accountability coaching through an app-based platform uh, for drivers that they can do anywhere at any time. So out on the road, in their truck, or or even at home if they're home nightly. And so we've been doing that. And then in, in the past year or so, we rebranded to Supply Chain Fitness because we were, you know, working with a bunch of companies and realizing that, yeah, the drivers need to be at the forefront. They're our bread and butter. But if we're really going to treat health like uh, people treat safety in this industry of it's a cultural thing, everyone across the whole organization needs to be speaking the same language. And so we built out specific programs for, you know, office staff, for warehouse, for dock workers, for the mechanics and keeping the driver at the forefront because they live just such a unique lifestyle compared to most other people. But we've really expanded. So we're, uh, you know, one stop shop for uh, trucking or, you know, uh, a motor carrier to be a partner with them and really take a lot of the load off of them while running the health and wellness program uh, as a vendor. So you, you mentioned, uh, you know, driver even, you know, being because they're so they're so unique, right? They're so they're segmented in such a way. They're very sedimentary. That's just the nature of their job. Although I think that's probably the case for a lot of office people as well. But 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 even worse is their diet also sort of, you know, might uh, play a role. And so I know that you have several different programs, right? Uh, you know, you talked about, you know, in, in, in the office, not just drivers, but you have uh, driver fit, right? Office fit, shop fit, DC fit. What are, is, are there any like unifying themes between or among those programs or what's maybe, how do they all differ? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, everyone's a human, right? And so being healthy uh, comes down to, hey, we need to move more. We need to eat a little bit healthier. And everyone probably, I can tell you, everyone lacks accountability in that area of their life. I think the certain or the specific domains of how we check those boxes really depends on the lifestyle of each person. And so a program for a driver who is OTR and out for months at time, months at a time or lives in their truck even looks different than a driver who's home every single night. And so we really custom build each program uh, specific to that driver or that employee's lifestyle. And so if it's something that, A, we're helping them move more, uh, doing some stretching during lunch in the office, or you know they're at a shipper and they're, they've got a two-hour wait before their load's ready and they want to do something in the back of their truck, we've got custom different programs uh, from an exercise standpoint where we have video and written instructions that they click start, they follow along, and it's right there. There's no guesswork. And then on the nutrition side of things, uh, again, it's the same domains. I've honestly found just in general, I think this is a cultural issue, not even a trucking issue that so many people say, hey, I'm going to make a change to my diet. And they do this 180 flip in their whole lifestyle and they're holding on for dear life. And then they fall back to square one about you know a week later. 
And then you, you look at people or you talk to people and it's like, I've been on off, you know, 20 different times in the past 10 years. And it's every time you get off, it's like another failure that adds up and makes that, you know, barrier or, you know, the makes the challenge of living a healthier lifestyle even harder for those people. And so what we found is instead of saying, all right, Jeremy, here's a meal plan, go change everything tomorrow. We've actually take a habit-based approach and focused on building lifestyle behavior changes on a nutritional standpoint that they can do regardless of where they're at. If they're at McDonald's or if they're at the Love's Truck Stop or if they're meal prepping and bringing all their food out on the road, we are helping them make the healthiest choice you know, in their circumstances and building lifelong habits because the, I guess, uh, you know, hard part about health is that it's not a, hey, we're going to get to X and then you've achieved it. You know, kind of the game of health is how can you set this up where you kind of it's your lifestyle and you keep going and it's it's just a part of your daily routine for the rest of your life. Right. And I think starting smaller is a better approach to get there versus opening it up uh, my fitness pal. And now all of a sudden you're like eating uh, plain rice, broccoli and, and gross, chewy chicken every single meal of the day. Right. And so that's kind of our approach. And then, you know, we complement it with the uh, coaching experience through the app and through a phone number that they can call or text and really try to build a relationship with them and help, you know, uh, change the program if something's not working for them, but also show them, hey, someone's there for you and they care. And I think that goes a long way, not only on the physical health side of things, but also the mental health. Well, I think you're, 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 you probably offended somebody in saying the gross chewy chicken, uh, that the gross chewy chicken lobbying group in DC is pretty powerful. And they, they may have something to say about your, uh, your comment there, but that's, uh, it's a, it's a really good point. I think uh, that is habits, right? Creating habits, forming habits, and then they become second nature. Now, what are what are some of the biggest challenges you know that that you're facing or that you have faced at least in promoting a, a culture of health and fitness within the supply chain industry? Um, and then how are you working to overcome them? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I always tell the story of like uh, me coming into the industry of like I had like the expertise on the health and fitness side of things, but I was very aware that I needed to humble myself and say I don't know anything about the driver's lifestyle, and I needed to take that time to really get to know drivers, ask some deep questions, get to know about their day-to-day life and take what I learned there and change the health and fitness side of things versus trying to shove what I know the research shows on the health and fitness side is the best, healthiest lifestyle into the driver's lifestyle because it's, it's a it's a square peg in a circle hole or whatever, round hole. There you go, I messed it up. But regardless, and you know you know that chart where like, someone jumps into something and it's like, initially they think they know everything and they're on like Mount Stupidus. Uh, what, what is that? You, you know what I'm talking about here? And then they, re- they, they keep diving deeper and then they realize when they learn more that it's like, whoa, I don't know anything about this. And really, I think it's taken me a couple of years to really get to know some drivers. Honestly, I, I consider some of the drivers in our program some of my better friends. Uh, earlier this year, I was uh, uh, my wife and I, Amanda, were two of 30 people at one of the driver's weddings. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's amazing that I built that type of relationship with them. And I think something that's really opened my eyes is really realizing that um, 
my perspective of what health really is has changed in the last couple of years. And I think health is a lot more than how many steps a person took that day or if they meditated. And when you look at it and you talk to a lot of these drivers, to me, health is how much time that driver has to spend with their family or for themselves. You know, it's how long their to-do list is after they get done driving for the day or how much mental stress they're carrying around. And you know, what I was seeing firsthand and what I've been seeing with the thousands of drivers we've been working with and I've talked to in the last couple of years is those are the things that are actually getting in their way of them making changes to their physical health. And in the process, it's causing a lot of mental health issues as well. And so the the flip that switched for me and some stuff that we're working on in the background is how can we find a way to take stress off of driver's plates and give them back time when they are off the clock to open up the opportunity for more drivers to make a change to their physical health. Well, you the why I think matters so much, right? Like for example, um, I, I'm 50 or I'm approaching 50 this year. I want to take care of myself because I want to live longer because I want to see my children have children. And, you know, I... I and so I think if I'm putting myself in the mindset of a, of a driver or anybody who might have, uh, might, we might encourage or suggest that they, you know, uh, work with you, for example, the why can be such a great motivating factor is if the why is because I realize that if I don't, I'm not going to have all those things are certainly going to have less likely, you know, you know, chance of being able to see my grandkids, um, so those are the sorts of things for me, the why, and then it's like prioritizing, you know, that into your, you know, your lifestyle and decisions that you make. And, uh, so that's, it's encouraging that you're adapting. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No. And, and I hijacked the whole conversation. I didn't even go into the why. And like, yeah, I think, I think you're correct. It's like really important because I think you can kind of look at it from like different um, viewpoints, right? And I think from like the bird's eye viewpoint from the industry, and you see like these stats on like the average life expectancy of a truck driver is 16 years less than the average population. How many drivers on our highway right now are in their early 60s, which the US uh, life expectancy is 78 years old. So 62 years old is the life expectancy of a professional driver. How many drivers in a fleet right now are in their late 50s, early 60s? And that's scary to think about. And it's something that sometimes honestly seems easier to sweep under the rug. But these are like these are people. And I, I think you've probably I mean, we've talked about this off podcast of, you know, we've seen the articles of a driver passes away at a love's truck stop, or there's, you know, all of these nonprofits popping up of just helping drivers, you know, to helping drivers families after a driver passes away out on the road and all of these other things. And so I, I think that is a huge why for me personally in the, in the industry. And then you also see of like two times higher rates of obesity, two times higher rates of depression compared to the average US worker. Um, some of the highest rates of divorce of any occupation and the relationship from a, you know, uh, an emotional health standpoint. And then when you kind of dig deeper at the the company level, then you start looking at the impacts that the health, both mental and physical has on a company's bottom line from a turnover standpoint, from a 
workplace accident standpoint, from a safety standpoint, and then some of these larger companies where they hold all the risk from a healthcare stand, uh, healthcare cost standpoint. And, you know, I think it's like, oh man, I, I am, I'm going to make this number up. So I'm not even going to try to make the number up. It is an extreme amount of, uh, healthcare spend that is spent on chronic disease and mental mm-hmm. health issues. It is like, I, I think it's almost like 90% of the U.S. healthcare spend is on chronic disease, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, high triglycerides, all these different things that are lifestyle based and then the mental health side of things. And so they're preventable. We can, they're, they're adapt. There's something that can change with a lifestyle change. And I think there's a huge opportunity there. And then when you kind of peel the layer one more time back, it's the driver's perspective of, Man, you, you you know you you make so many sacrifices from a day to day level for to be a driver away from your family, away from things you want to do in life. A lot of the times, and then you retire, get to enjoy the fruits of your labor, and then because you weren't able to prioritize your health out on the road, you get sixteen years cut off the back end. Maybe you were diagnosed with diabetes or you put on a lot of weight when you were out on the road. And those things don't just get to be left in trucking once you retire. They come with you for a long time. And then that ruins your quality of life later down where you want to enjoy it with your kids, with your grandkids and with your spouse who you maybe didn't have those types of relationships, you know, for the last 40 years of your career. And so yeah, there's a lot of why, and I'm very passionate about it. And I think the passion's only grown as I've gotten deeper into the industry because of the relationships I've built. Well, and plus, because you know you can help. You know, that's the thing that gets me so excited, even with, you know, from a technology software standpoint, is when you're talking to people and you know, like, I can help you. And I know for, and I know you enough to know that you very much are passionate and you really, you want to help. You know, could you share just, you know, what's your ideal customer like for the for the driver fit program specifically kind of who's that ideal customer in your mind yeah i mean i think ideally it's probably a trucking company uh or or a private fleet that has probably over a hundred trucks just because uh once you kind of hit that uh standpoint uh it's not just putting out fires 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 you actually have some structure and you've got an hr team you've got a safety team and um you know you're also starting to look at being self-insured on the healthcare standpoint and trying to figure out a way to cut down on healthcare costs or uh, and and also on turnover and finding different initiatives to also add to your benefits list so you can differentiate yourself while recruiting. So that's probably what I would say uh, 100 trucks and up is kind of our ideal fleet size. Perfect. Well, I'll tell you what, like uh, for those who are listening who think, this sounds like something that I should at least investigate. I should sort of d- dig into a little bit and, and make a connection. How, what's the easiest way for them to to find out more information or to, or to engage with you? Yeah, so supplychainfitness.com um, or send me an email at mark at supplychainfitness.com or I'm all on LinkedIn at, uh, you can just look up Mark Manera and I'm there. You, I'm, a, I'm a message away or supply chain fitness on, on any social media. Yeah, very accessible. And I know that, you know, we've known each other for uh, several years now. I think through COVID, uh, you know, we we uh, built that relationship. And so, and I'm, I'm certainly grateful for it. And I appreciate what all, all you do. Maybe here's an opportunity to brag a bit. Before we get into the deeper dive question, I think, um, what what aspect of your platform would you say you're maybe most proud of? And, and how did that come about? 
Yeah. So I would say the most proud is what we are working on right now. So 2D, the next thing we're about to release and, and start working on. But what I'll say is I think that the, the thing that I'm most excited about, and I think has been a really big unlock and it's something that, uh, the story is I actually just, uh, was beta testing our, our program on, you know, week one of me starting this whole thing. I got into Facebook trucking Facebook groups, which is, the wild west for someone who's never met a truck driver outside of a physical therapy clinic and i had uh, i had the opportunity to uh you know work with 20 drivers with a beta test and helping them exercise eat healthier and learn a ton and at that point all we had was a outside the truck workout program because that's just i thought the only thing they could do and one of um our members who's still a member today her name's Blake um, said we were on a call and she was like, Hey, I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable getting out at the truck stop and doing a workout. Is there any way I can do it in the back of my truck? And I was like, yeah, we can probably do that. We can make that work. And so we started the in the truck workout and that's been our most popular program from an exercise standpoint. And, uh, it's something that so many drivers, you know, uh, I was telling you earlier that we're, we're starting to do some stuff up in Canada and, you know, Canada from like September to March is pretty much non-negotiable about getting outside and working out. So the inside the truck really unlocks pretty much two thirds of the year or whatever for them to be able to be physically active out on the road. And, you know, I think there's a lot of drivers who, um, you know, early on, it's uh health and fitness is uh, a touchy subject for people. And it's something that a lot of them are have some self-esteem issue. I, I just don't want to be out just flaunting it around, you know, flaunting it around, right? And so figuring out a way to cut down the barrier of the embarrassment or the the fear of having someone watch them while they're doing it unlocked a lot of opportunity for drivers to be physically active out on the road um, if it's raining or if it's even a nice day, but they just want to do it in the comfort of their bunk. Well, so, you know, exercising, eating better, all of those things, they're going to help you feel better, right? You're going to have more confidence. And that's not just for drivers, by the way. Those who are listening to this audience, very few are probably drivers. However, they work with drivers. There may be recruiters or somebody in safety or compliance. Um, and so it's the same. Even you and I, you know, we know how we feel when we have this, uh, when we're exercising regularly and being consistent with with how we eat, what we eat, and when we eat, and so on. So um, let me, uh, l- let's, keep, let's get into the deeper dive question before we've We've got to jump here. Uh, the question is, how can we keep our drivers from being disqualified due to not passing their DOT physical at renewal? Sadly, that happens a lot. And I'm sure it feeds into, you know, a lot. I would I, I would think the short answer is join supply chain fitness, right? So, but yeah, what, what how do you respond to that? So uh, step one, join supply chain fitness. No, but uh, step two is, be proactive and, and you can't wait. You cannot wait until a week before the DOT physical to say, oh, wait a second. Uh, you have a six month card. We maybe should do something about this because it's too late. Right. And I, I think um, what I've actually found really successful is using that DOT physical as a uh, timeline or as a promotional opportunity to get them enrolled into our program six months, even three months before that DOT physical, people are thinking about it. And that's an awesome opportunity where they've jumped in and taken the leap to join our program. Um, But what I would say in general is the mindset of pretty much anything in life is 
it can't just be an every two year health concern where it's a three month sprint before your physical and then you wait till the next time you have to do a DOT physical. You're going to you're running uh, a losing battle because as you get older, those three month sprints get harder and harder and your health doesn't move as fast as well. And so finding a way to just make small steps that you can consistently do throughout the year. And the goal would be that, you know, you look at that DOT physical and you're not like to do something about it, but you are, oh man. Awesome. I've been training for this. I'm ready for this. Let's let's go get this done. Right. And I think that initially drivers, when they hear that, uh, can probably have some hesitation of like, yeah, right. I don't know if I can get to that point, but take those small steps, get it going. Companies, you have a prime opportunity to be the leverage point to offer this to drivers and have the call to action for your drivers to take care of themselves. And I think everyone wins if drivers are physically and mentally healthier. And, and well, thank you for that response. That was fantastic. Being uh, proactive, I think, is, is really what it's about. And by the way, first time ever on, on taking the higher road. Uh, oh, so, so that is okay. fantastic. Okay. Okay. Was that a lot of curse? We'll, I don't we'll, we'll find out. But, oh, no. uh, but, but either way, that's all. It's not even a curse word anymore. You're, it was emphasis, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, well, as long as as long as I don't have big chicken coming at me and that's great podcast, you right, know, it's right. like now I've got two people coming from both sides because I, I pissed <laughs> two people off. So, uh, all right, sorry about that. So, well, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. Uh, super grateful for our relationship, your friendship. Appreciate your your passion and commitment to this industry. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. And remember, you could submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the high road.